Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good Sunday. Rashini Rajkumar here along with Dr. David Hilden. And uh, we have a very special show today. Uh, it's really good. And if you're a parent or a grandparent, a neighbor, an aunt, an uncle, this is the show for you. Dr. Hilden, maybe you can give people a little preview. And then I know we have a couple things to chat about. Absolutely. Good morning, Rashini. Good morning to everybody uh, on this um, balmy Minnesota day. I think it's like 412 degrees below zero or something. Um, and and uh, uh, so I hope everybody's staying warm and I'm having a good... Uh, Start to your Sunday morning, and thank you all for joining us this morning. Indeed, this is going to be a really cool show. We are going to talk about children, youth, teenagers. We're going to talk about how COVID's affecting them. What about going back to school? We're going to talk about anything, actually, that's on your mind about children's health and teenager health. And fortunately, we have an incredible guest with us today. We have Dr. Krishnan Subramanian. He is a pediatrician um, at Hennepin Healthcare. He is one of our outstanding doctors that cares for children. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Dr. Subramanian in just a second, and um, but I want to um, uh, tell you just that you can. We're gonna we're gonna talk all about things that are on your mind. I know what's on my mind, and I don't know what's on your mind, Rashini, but I'm wondering, like, you know, how are kids handling this? How are they handling the pandemic? How are they handling um, their own mental health? How are they handling their physical health? Because, boy, as parents know, they're all cooped up inside. It's cold out. How do you keep kids active? How do you keep them engaged in school? I mean, so that's things like recess, you know, that they're not participating in, right? Younger kids. Uh, yeah. to, to just be outside, be with friends, get some of that energy out, and uh, lots of different challenges. And so I, I know you and our special guest will have some good advice for all the adults who love our young children out there. Yeah, I'm hoping Krish has some good things to say to me on that one because I get asked a lot about children. And contrary to popular belief, kids aren't just small adults. Um, and so adult doctors... Although I went to medical school and I, and I was taking notes during the PEDS sections, I'm not trained in pediatric care. I'm an adult internal medicine doctor. So I always, this is one area that I try to lay low on. I, I try not to make it sound like I'm an expert in something that I'm not. So um, fortunately, we have someone who is. Let me tell you about uh, Dr. Subramanian. First of all, he, uh, uh, he has an educational pedigree that is incredible. He uh, went to Harvard. He went to Cambridge. He went to Stanford. Um, he's just lining them all up. These are some of the best training programs um, on the planet. 
and uh, and he has done all of that. He was the commencement speaker at Stanford University School of Medicine, he, where he went to medical school. And if you don't know, and maybe you all do know, but Stanford is an exceptionally good medical school. He then went to do his pediatric residency at Texas Children's in Houston um, at the Baylor College of Medicine. We are so fortunate to have got him up here to be with us here at Hennepin. He does online things, uh, and I'd encourage you to go to uh, the Facebook page of Hennepin Healthcare. If you're on Facebook, and I know you are, just go like Hennepin Healthcare, and then find our Facebook page, real easy, Hennepin Healthcare, and then scroll down. You'll see several things that he has done on social media and in the mainstream media, and um, you can see him talking to children in videos, and you can see that if you were a mom or a dad or a guardian of a child, this is the guy you want to have as your pediatrician. So that's what we're going to be talking about. We'll be taking your calls and texts as well. Right, and I want to remind people, phone and text lines are open for the entire hour, 651-989-9226. And we do have our special guest today. We'll be really focusing on some of these issues for young people. We will try to get, we're already getting texts about COVID, Dr. Hilden. We will try to get to those toward the end of the show. But, you know, keep them coming. We'll do what we can. We always love to hear from you. I do have to share this text, though, Dr. from Pastor Jake. He says, good morning, you two. Just thought I'd let you know I was able to get my COVID vaccine thanks to Todd County Public Health. Evidently, we pastors are considered important. Yes, you are, Pastor Jake. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's sweet that he uh, wanted us to know that this morning. Absolutely. And yes, um, our spiritual care people, our pastors, our chaplains and others, you are vital to this thing. You're as vital, you're just as vital as I am. And so uh, um, thanks, uh, Pastor Jake, and thanks for um, uh, telling us that. Our public health systems are amazing uh, uh, and uh, in the state of Minnesota. So well done, Todd County. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you have a lot of things that you're always dealing with. It's always uh, so fortunate for our listeners on News Talk 830 WCCO that you can spend this hour with them and directly answer questions. But people can also reach out to you separately during the week. Give people that information, Dr. Hilden. Absolutely. Check me out at Twitter. Dr. David Hilden. A lot of people are doing that. Um, every time I, I mention that on the show, more people check it out. Dr. David Hilden, Dr. David Hilden, or you can always go to myhealthymatters.org. That's myhealthymatters.org. All right. Okay. Reminding everyone about the number. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, your calls, your texts, Dr. Krishnan Subramanian will join us. Lots of questions for him. And when we come back, your calls, your texts, Dr. Krishnan Subramanian will join us. Lots of questions for him. 651-989-9226. We are back. Rashini Rajkumar with you, along with your host of Healthy Matters, Dr. David Hilden. We have our special guest today, and it is a, a, a topic that parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, adults who love children really want to click into, listen in, call us, text us, 651-989-9226. Dr. Hilden, maybe you can reintroduce our guest. Absolutely. We are going to talk with a pediatrician today, Dr. Krishnan Subramanian. Krish, thank you for getting up on a Sunday morning. I know it's early. I know it's cold. I appreciate you getting up and sharing some of your expertise with us. 
Oh, thanks for having me, Dr. Hilden. Rashini, good morning. Um, you know, my, my kids are stirring here, and so uh, we're excited to get going. So, so thanks for having us. Well, I love that. I love excited to get going on a Sunday morning because, uh, you know, I've been doing this show for a long time at this hour. Um, but uh, as people who have been listening for years know, I'm not really a morning person. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad to hear you sound, you sound uh, awake at least. And I appreciate that, Chris. Hey, you're a pediatrician. Could you just tell our listeners and Rashini and, and me, what's it like this past year caring for children and families during this pandemic? How are you able to connect with your your patients? Yeah, yeah thanks, Dr. Hilden, and, and, and thanks again for having me. Uh, you know, I this year has been a lot about um, thinking aloud with parents, with grandparents, with uncles and aunts, with all the people who love kids, as well as kids themselves. And we're thinking aloud about how we can best maintain some of those normal routines of childhood, how we can have fun, how we can learn, but at the same time, uh, keep ourselves safe. So, you know, for, for us, Dr. Hilden, uh, aside from maybe a week or two in March, we've been largely in person, um, you know, and, and that has been, uh, you know, seeing kids, making sure they don't have um, COVID, making sure they don't have the symptoms associated with COVID, but then also we've got pretty quickly back into the routine of, of taking care of the, the regular health needs of children. You know, one of the big roles of a pediatrician is to, to maintain health, to keep people healthy and safe, prevent them from getting other illnesses. And, and we got back into that pretty quick. So it's been uh, clinically a, a, a largely normal year in terms of face-to-face visits. However, um, it's been a lot of thinking aloud about the anxieties and the challenges associated with COVID. And we have adapted to Dr. Hilden. You know, we've added in telemedicine visits for those um, who need it and for, uh, for when we can do it. So, you know, we've got, we've adapted a little bit, but um, we are being thought partners very frequently with, with uh, nervous parents, including, you know, including my own family. So. Right. Um, so I, I've heard that at least at the beginning Families were hesitant to come in, and I'm glad to hear that that families are in, are bringing their kids in to be seen. Are were people getting behind on 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 routine uh, medical care, or were you able to keep up with that vaccines and getting ready for school and all that? You know, so much of this is is meeting every parent where they're at, and yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think even now we still have folks who are who are nervous to to walk into the clinic, and um, so. Uh, we have had our telemedicine on board, but we've also had some really great innovations. Like, uh, you know, Dr. Hilton, Dr. Martin has started a vaccine mobile um, that has been able to reach families to get them their vaccines. Yeah, we were very worried early in this pandemic about vaccine numbers. Uh, will we lose our rates of um, measles, mumps, rubella vaccine and start, you know, the possibility of an outbreak of that? Uh, but, but luckily, I think thanks to the great efforts of, of Parents being adjustable and sort of sort of figuring out ways to get the vaccines, uh, uh, and then you know systems figuring out ways to get vaccines to kids. Um, I, I think we've done a pretty good job, but I, you know we still need to keep pushing. And uh, you know I would say we are open uh, to talk to you about the routine care that your child may may need. So my wife is a Minneapolis public school social worker. So Julie has been and working from home and and. Uh, um, with kids uh, constantly through this pandemic, and she's been yeah. taking Chromebooks to people's houses. We, you know, we have a stack of 
computers in our house from the Minneapolis public schools that she's been delivering to people. But tomorrow, tomorrow, kindergartners are going to walk in the door and a few Uh days later, the second graders. What should parents be thinking about, about, about going back to school? I know that's a broad question. Yeah. I know we could probably talk all hour about it, but what, (laughs) what are your thoughts about returning to school and, and keeping kids safe? Uh, first of all, I, I think every parent, grandparent, aunt, uncle should should congratulate themselves and say, you did an amazing job of helping your young person learn through these incredible times, right? Um, that it has been really challenging. And, and Dr. Hilton, you know, I, I, I have a pre-K student and it is so hard, right? It is so hard to do a lot of this um whether it's from distance or, or finding your own ways of helping to, to teach your kids. So congratulations to everyone. Celebrate that for a moment. And then um, I would start to get your kid excited, right? I think it's, it's a question of, a lot of this is a question of framing for our young people, um, getting them excited about the chance to once again uh, see their friends, to meet their teacher in person. Um, these are really big moments. And, and let's be honest, in, in the best of years, they come with anxiety. They come with nerve, you know, nerves uh, to meet a whole new class uh, of kids uh, in person. Um, and so I think uh, giving them a moment this evening before school starts to say, hey, what kind of questions? What are your worries uh, about, um, about the upcoming, you know, going to school in person? And, and taking a moment and answering those questions for them will be big. And then uh, congratulating the young person. I also think, um, you know, if I'm a parent sending my child to kid, to school tomorrow, um, I want to be sure I know the safety plan. So what are um, the rules? Uh, you know, are we keeping six feet away from each other? Are we wearing masks, which we are? Um, th- refresh my own mind about what those rules are and then lay them out for my young person, particularly for my kindergartner, right? Like write those out, draw pictures of what those rules might be so that they uh, can see it uh, for themselves and have a chance to answer questions. So I think tonight, uh, prior to returning, uh, maybe during the Super Bowl or shortly there before, um, just have a nice conversation with your young person about the rules uh, and what's expected uh, of them. And and if you're not clear as a parent, uh, reach out to your teacher, reach out to your pediatrician. We'd love to have that conversation with you. What a great, great response. Well said. I think we have listeners, Rashini, that have questions along these lines. Yes, we do. The texts are coming in. This person says, my seven-year-old grandson was so outgoing and loved school. When the pandemic hit, he became withdrawn and experienced separation anxiety, even when his mom would bring him to our house. It was heartbreaking to see this change. He's back in school now, is doing much better, but still has some separation anxiety. As grandparents, how can we support and help him? Oh, uh, what a what a lovely question, and I just I just love hearing from all of, all of you who are who are thinking about your little ones in your life. Um, yeah, so this we we know that a lot of young people with the pandemic uh, have had great deals of anxiety, and it's manifest exactly as as uh, this wonderful grandparent mentioned. A lot of withdrawnness. Uh, a lot of kids will have difficulty with sleeping. A lot of kids had sort of toileting challenges. Uh, start. And these are things we saw uh, a lot of and we continue to see a lot more of. Um, one, I think uh, letting your kids know that um, they have a space with you to talk. Letting them know that this is challenging for everyone and that whenever they want to talk to you or ask questions, that is okay. 
because I think, um, yeah, this is a, this is very new time. So that, that would be number one. Two, um, I would say, uh, letting them, uh, know that they have some agency in this pandemic, uh, that their power in keeping some distance, wearing masks is huge and they're doing everything they can and they're doing their job in terms of uh, combating this pandemic. And now as they return to school, I, I would definitely uh, give a heads up to their teacher, to um, the incredible social workers, Dr. Hilden, uh, the incredible people at the school, let them know that these nerves and, and anxieties have been provoked. Um, and teachers are really remarkable people and have, a, have an incredible way of, of working with kids as well. And if you still need further support, I would say bring it up with um, your pediatrician, uh, with your healthcare provider, and, and we'd be happy to connect you with uh, mental health resources or social group resources that can be of help. Great answer, Doctor, and thank you to that grandparent. What a yes. wonderful question. Amazing. And uh, other grandparents and parents out there, aunts and uncles, we're taking your calls and texts. Any questions for our pediatrician and uh, Dr. Hilden today on uh, the things that your young people need during these times? Give us a call. Give us a text. 651-989-9226. We'll be back with more Healthy Matters. We are back, Rashini Rajkumar, with you, along with your host, Dr. David Hilden, and our special guest, Dr. Krishnan Subramanian. We are talking all things kids. If you have any questions, call us, text us, 651-989-9226. Hey, um, Dr. Subramanian, you are here up in Minnesota. And before uh, we get into my next question, which is going to be a little bit about teenagers and vaccines and how's their health. How the heck did you end up in Minnesota? I'm so (laughs) glad you did. But tell us just in a second or two, tell us about about your career in pediatrics and what landed you here. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Dr. Well, I grew up in Minnesota. I'm a a tortured Minnesota sports fan, Dr. Hilden. So I I grew up here and then went away for my training. And uh, uh, when it came chance to to pick a place to to land, um, you know, I, I really wanted to think about a place that really thought about kids, invested in kids, uh, believed in kids, and Minnesota was was high on those places. Uh, and so really, really grateful to be here. You know, I most previously I was uh, down in Texas with, with the, the Baylor International Pediatric AIDS Initiative, and so I was actually in, in Southern Africa. We were doing uh, work on HIV and tropical medicine. Um, but uh, when it came time to, to raise my own children, uh, this is where we thought we could we could build a family, and we're really grateful we have. Yeah, I think I knew that you were a, a longtime Minnesotan, and um, too bad about the Minnesota sports fans business. It's tough, you and me, you, you and me both. It is <laughs> tough, but I know you, you've you've trained it all over the place, and so uh, I'm really glad you came back here. Hey, Chris, let me ask you this: What about teenagers? Um, yeah. Later, later, um, younger kids, teenagers, even into young adulthood, you know. I'm not sure they're the best at social distancing. I'm not sure that they're the best at uh, at avoiding get-togethers and parties. And and how are and I watched a video on Facebook at the Hennepin Healthcare Facebook page with you on it was earlier in January talking about why 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 aren't kids getting the vaccine? Could you talk a little bit about how teenagers are doing? Yeah, Dr. Holden, it's it's tough, you know. And I think you just hit something really. Uh, on on the head, 
you said they're, they're not great at social distancing, right? If we think about developmental stages, we're asking teenagers at this age, sort of biologically, physiologically, to go out to explore, to form new relationships, to form friendships, to create their own identities. And then all of a sudden we put this pandemic on them and we say, nope, stop that. Just stay inside and stay away from each other. So we're giving, I mean, this is a really tough thing to ask uh, of teenagers. And we're taking away a lot of the really important rituals, right? Uh, Whether that's graduation, whether that's school, whether that's sports, whether that's prom, and we've, we've done that. And so this is a really big challenge for our for our adolescents and teenagers. And, and I think um, what we have to do is begin to think about how do we recreate ritual? How do we recreate relationships in as safe a way as possible? Um, you know, we, we know that uh, teenagers can spread coronavirus, teenagers can get coronavirus. Um, and so how do we keep them safe? How do we keep others safe? while recreating some of those important elements. So I, I applaud teenagers around the world who have been really creative in ways to, to recreate special moments, rituals, uh, via safe social distancing measures. So um, my, my hat's off to them. All right, Doctor, we have some questions coming in I, and kind of related to what Dr. Hilden was just asking you. Yeah. This, this listener says, I have two young adult kids, 24 and 22, who have mental health issues and this was even before COVID. Could you do a show dealing with mental health issues, especially during this challenging time? And we'll certainly look into that, listener. But maybe right now, Dr. Subramanian, you can give this listener some support for her young adult kids. Yeah, well, well, thanks for thanks for reaching out, um, listener. Uh, it has been it has been challenging for everyone. And I think for those folks um, who are uh, needing mental health resources, trying to connect with mental health resources, it's been even more challenging because uh, the resources uh, are limited and we're just not having as much access as, as we used to. So um, I, I would say, um, one, uh, as we talked about before, having set times where you're meeting uh, with your young adult uh, will be deeply, deeply important uh, so that they have someone and the space where they can go connect. One thing we know is that relationships are incredibly redemptive during trauma, traumatic times. And so the stronger relationship either you can have or someone else can have with them, the better. Number two, I would say this, this question of ritual. Can you create a ritual during this pandemic time or during this, this very odd year that uh, will be a memory and a lynch point for them? So will they, can we uh, create, whether it's a meal, whether it's a walk, whether it's an, it's an exercise routine, whether it's something you can do together that will be what they remember about this pandemic time, I think that will be really crucial. And then really importantly, for folks um, who are concerned about mental health, uh, connect with your provider, uh, you know, have, whether it's medications or therapy schedules adjusted. And then make sure you know where where either your young adults or yourself, if needed, can reach out uh, in the case of emergency. I think having that safety plan in place is so, so important. Uh, but uh, it has been uh, undoubtedly a very challenging time for, for many with, with mental health concerns. I really love that comment you made about the ritual, just giving something concrete that you can do as a family and you can offer to your young person. That's so great. 
Dr. Subramanian, I have to ask you this. I am an aunt of an almost 23-month-old. He's oh, the, one of the cutest kids in the world. <laughs> and um, he is just such a happy kid. And I know it's challenging for my brother and sister-in-law, who are both working full-time, mm. you know, managing him, all of that. What can you tell the parents out there? Because he is such a happy kid. So I give my brother and sister-in-law so much credit for this. But what sort of support can you give to parents who are listening right now that they are okay. They're not crazy. They're doing a great job. Oh, Roshni, this is such a such a great question. I feel like so much of what we have done during this pandemic as as pediatricians is really try to be there as supports and coaches for parents because they're working their tail off to, to try to make everything work right. Uh, doing the homeschooling, the home working, the uh, taking care of a little one. I, I think. Uh, First and foremost, allow every parent to grant themselves some grace and say, hey, we're, we're, we got this far. That's a big deal. Um, this is not normal, and you've, you've made it this far. Uh, number two, I think taking a 10-minute ritual, a 10 to 15-minute ritual every day for yourself. I think creating rituals with our kids is really important, but 10 to 15 minutes for ourselves where we either do uh, you know, our exercise, our mental health break, our breathing exercises, whatever it may be. Uh, for some of us, it could be uh, Netflix. It could be, it could be whatever. But 10 minutes where you're with yourself and, and away from your child. We know we love them deeply, but take that time um, for yourself. Um, and I, I would say, too, at this point, if your child is, is growing well, uh, developing well, um, gosh, you deserve, you do deserve a lot of congratulations. And, and if you're worried about either of those two elements, come, come see your provider and we'd be happy to help, um, think aloud with you about, about next possible steps. But, uh, Roshni, if nothing else, please grant your brother and, and sister-in-law congratulations because, uh, they, I will they deserve do that. It. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, doctor. Hey, I have a question from a listener about this cold weather, um, yeah. and, and mostly about getting their kids back to school. Yeah. Um, because you know there's recess and kids need to move and there's getting them off to the bus stop and it's it's cold and as 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 you and I both know, Krisha, uh, you, you got to get out and you gotta uh, you gotta just bundle up and you gotta do it. Do you have any yeah. tips for parents on getting their kids safely off and, uh, and and not even just to school? I mean playing outside in the snow. Yeah. I mean you have to make snow angels, don't you? <laughs> How do you do that safely? It, it's a great question and and these are particularly special times where we're in right now, like negative 15, negative 20 degree air temperatures. The, a, the American Academy of Pediatrics, Pediatrics says less than negative 15 windshield, we should probably not be having our kids play outside. So I know that's a, a you know, that's a bummer for, for a lot of us Minnesotans, but negative 15 windshield, don't go outside. For, for warmer than that, uh, we can consider going out, but, but limited to 20 minutes. Uh, you know, if we're, if we're, uh, in cold temperatures, limited to 20 minutes so that kids can go outside, play, have fun, come back in, warm up. Um, we know that frostbite can set in, hypothermia can set in within 20 to 30 minutes, so we want to be careful of that. Um, when we do go outside, uh, in, in addition to taking breaks, layer up. Uh, we're talking three layers, uh, you know, a, a nice like thermal layer close to you, uh, a, a shell layer on the outside and something fleecy in the middle. Uh, if you can do those three layers uh, for 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes, uh, I think you're going to keep them safe. But I would say, once again, negative 15 windshield or below, 
keep them keep them inside. And actually, most schools in the state use negative ten windshield or below as their as their threshold for recess. So there may not be recess this week, even though we're going back to school. So yeah, yeah and that kind of goes for kids and adults too. We're getting some texts about you know people do enjoy the cold. We have equipment for it, but as Dr. Subramanian points out. Also, you've got to think about children, and even if you do bundle them up, these time suggestions are good ones. Seriously, you know, if you're listening to this not in Minnesota, you might be appalled at this conversation <laughs> that we're talking about going outside in the eight below. Hey, that's how that's how we roll up here in the in the bold north. Dr. Krishnan Subramanian, we're going to have to say goodbye. The time goes so quickly. I want to thank you for caring for children. Thank you for caring for families, and thank you for being with us here on a Sunday morning. Well, what a joy, Roshni. Dr. Hilden, thank you so much for having me. And then stay safe and warm this weekend as much as possible. Thank you so much. And we'll have you back uh, later this year for sure. He is Dr. Krishnan Subramanian. So great to have him here. He's one of the wonderful docs who are part of the Hennepin Healthcare System. All right, the calls and texts continue. We definitely got a lot of COVID texts uh, while we were chatting with Dr. Subramanian. We'll get to those when we come back. If you want to call or text us, the number is 651-989-9226. We are back. Rashini Rajkumar and Dr. David Hilden on Healthy Matters taking your calls and texts. 651-989-9226 in this remaining segment of the show today. All right, doctor, this listener says uh, vaccines were mentioned. Can you explain why kids don't need the COVID vaccine? Also, many grandparents are having limited exposure to their grandchildren out of caution not to potentially expose older adults to COVID and not expose kids. When can we all get back together? Yeah, now kids do need the COVID vaccine. They just can't get it yet. Uh, uh, but, but children pick up COVID just as much as adults. Um, we can all get COVID. The, if the difference with, with children is that at least thus far, they're not getting quite as sick as adults. The people who are at risk of getting serious COVID disease are older adults and people with underlying conditions. So the, the reason we're not giving vaccines to children yet is that it simply hasn't been studied yet in kids. And, and um, children's bodies are not just smaller versions of adult bodies. They are developing. They have different needs and different physiologies. And frankly, kids aren't the first ones that pharmaceutical companies and scientists test their vaccines on. So we need to have the, all this experience we have with vaccines, with millions and millions of people having received it, and then they'll start to lower the age at which it's being tested. So I know thus they are being tested now in teenagers. And I would guess that pretty soon, um, well, that's a relative term, pretty soon um, we'll see it in, in uh, younger people as well. And when can we get back together? I still wouldn't do large gatherings. I still wouldn't do um, uh, maskless events with people who you don't live with. But as everybody gets vaccinated, you can start to do smaller events if everybody's been vaccinated. Um, you can do, you know, still keep your distance in your living room, but you can have two, three, four people if you've all been vaccinated. That doesn't include children. So kids can still pass it to you. So I would not yet be with, with small children if you've not. Uh, I just wouldn't be real close to small children. But perhaps once the grandparent gets vaccinated, it will, it'll be better. safer. You need a few weeks after your second dose and it will be incredibly much safer. So then maybe you can start to get back into that then. All right, so we're yeah. only, it's great news. We're only a few months away. 
All right, we have only a few minutes left with Dr. Hilden this morning. Kent is on the line from Farmington. Hi, Kent. Hi there. How are you this morning? Good. Thanks for calling. Yes, I have a question. Last week I was listening to Dr. Hilgen saying that Hennepin County Medical Center was giving shots to vaccines to people over 65. So I called up there and asked them about if the vaccine was available. They said if I was a patient there. And I said, well, no, I'm not. I have been, but I'm not. My question is, is I know you were just talking about elderly. There's elderly people at home, and my wife is one that has problems with her health. And we're like everybody waiting for a vaccine. But when you call any place, nobody says, have you got, what are your physical conditions? Why is is your immune system? Have you had this or that? Nobody asks you that. They just say, well, you're not a patient or you don't meet the criteria. Well, my wife is nearly 75. And like everybody, I'm worried about her getting the vaccine. But to call up a clinic, they say, well, if you're not a patient. All right, we'll let Dr. Hilden respond just because we're really running out of time. Yeah, Kent, Kent, you are experiencing the reality. Does she qualify? Oh, heavens, yes, she does um, for the vaccine. Uh, Anyone um, uh, in her situation would qualify. So it's not about that part. It's about logistics. Um, and if healthcare systems did that, um, if they just simply said, come on down to everybody, it, the system would collapse that afternoon. We just, it would be a, a stampede. So it is it already, it's, it, it's exceptionally complex delivery system. So healthcare systems are, 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 are almost forced to just, they have to vaccinate people in their system where there's records and all that. Uh, it, there are some um, limited exceptions to that if they have doses left over. I know what at Hennepin Healthcare, what we're doing is we're taking any doses we might have and we're bringing them to long-term care facilities. We're bringing them to shelters. We're bringing them to um, uh, mostly long-term care facilities, nursing homes and the like, because those are the most vulnerable people. But you are 100% on target. Your wife qualifies. And I and I know there's almost no healthcare system that's simply taking phone calls from, from their patients because it doesn't... It's they just don't have or from non-patients yeah or and certainly for not for non-patients unless yeah that's just the way things are i wish it were differently um it'll come very soon your 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 concerns are legit kent they are all right so we're on the bubble with the clock but i want to go to darlene from plymouth darlene if you could keep your question pretty quick yep it's a quick one um i had the opportunity to get the moderna vaccine this past weekend at the convention center i'm a child care worker um, however, we're not going to be here in 28 days, so we opted not to get it. What are your thoughts? Should have we gone and gotten the first shot? How would we schedule the second shot? I would get it. If you can get it, do it. Um, I would get it. Now, if you can't get it exactly at day 28, get it the, the week after that or the week after that or even the week after that. Um, just don't get it early. You can get it late. And so I would indeed get the first shot. And even the first shot provides a great deal of protection. So... Get it as soon as you can. That's that's my recommendation. It's a uh, well. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I would get the first shot even if you can't be back exactly at day twenty-eight. All right, a really quick text, maybe ten seconds of an answer. Is it true that the COVID nineteen virus cannot mutate unless it is in a host? Yes, viruses cannot live on their own. They can't live on your banister for very long. So they they require a host to mutate and they require a host to change. That's why if we if we all get vaccinated, we've given up. The virus loses. 
All right. So really great questions from listeners. We didn't get to the majority of the text. Next Sunday is Open Lines on Healthy Matters. So I recommend you call us, text us next week. And then during the week, you can always communicate with both me and Dr. Hilden. He is at Dr. David Hilden on Twitter. I'm at Rashini R. So if you have questions or suggestions for future shows, uh, you can certainly share then. Dr. Hilden, great stuff. Great advice for listeners this morning. Thank you so much. Have a great week, everybody. Stay warm. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.